Alright, hello. Um, I'm Shakmo and uh, welcome to my final podcast. I'm here with my mom, Natalie, and I'm going to be asking her a few questions about her uh, favorite pastimes. Yeah, so um, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you, Giacomo, for having me. Yes, I am the mom. My name's Natalie, and I'm really glad to be here today. All right, so I know that you don't really play sports now, but uh, I know that you do go on walks and runs with your friends occasionally. Um, what is your favorite thing you're doing to, um, to keep in shape as uh, an aging woman? <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, I think that uh, you're right. As uh, we all age, we kind of change our physical activity and routines for keeping exercise um, and a healthy heart over our lifetime. Uh, nowadays, since we're just coming out of the pandemic, um, taking walks or runs and jogs with friends are definitely my preferred mode of being able to exercise and socialize at the same time. Um, even here in Oregon, when part of the year is pretty rainy. Yeah, during those uh, rainy times, what, what do you like to do? Um, I just throw on a rain rain retardant shell, if you will, so water resistant clothing and just head out. And so I still do the same, even when the weather is less conducive. And uh, how often would you say that uh, you go on these walks and how long do you, and uh, how far do you walk? Um, so I go uh, a few times a week and um, usually walk in roughly about four miles or so or and if I'm alone I'll, I'll, I'll jog or run that more so um, but that's probably about the average distance. Well that's pretty impressive. Uh, did like the um, pandemic change like your favorite pastimes at all? Like were there any things you did before the pandemic that you don't do now or the other way around? Absolutely. Uh, I kind of um, a social type person and like meeting friends and talking with people face to face. Um, therefore, prior to the pandemic, I was able to do this without any restriction and was able to frequently engage in those kinds of social activities. So meeting for um, coffee or meals, um, just hanging out in general. So if I were to go and visit, say a museum or parks or anything like that, I guess parks you can still do now, but even, I guess during the main part of the pandemic, we were not even allowed to visit um, public parks. So yeah, I guess my bottom line is that there <clears throat> are definitely several things that I had to stop participating in before the pandemic, and now they're just slowly starting to um, reappear in my life. Yeah. Talking about like the pandemic and how it affected what you did, I know the pandemic for me affected like say my physicality a lot, like how in shape I was. Did uh, did it have a big effect on you, or were you just staying strong through it? <laughs> I would love to be able to say I had stayed. Uh, strong and untouched by it, but uh, no, I'm definitely part of the majority um, and how also you just described how you felt 
which was uh, I slowed down a fair bit being confined more at home and trying to move around at home is much more difficult at least from my perspective compared to the ease um, being outdoors uh, whether it's actually in nature or even just being able to visit places um, so I definitely felt the slowdown and you know probably gained a few pounds there if I were to be honest <laughs> uh, talking about being inside during the pandemic uh, you definitely watch some like TV right or Netflix right yeah, I think probably um, that's why Netflix is doing so well as a company now, <laughs> um, is that uh, in order to kind of, um, for instance, travel, um, I can only do that through, say, watching a show about travel, um, things like that, so, yeah. Do you have any favorite genres or any favorite shows? Any suggestions for the audience? Um, I have a very I have a varied taste in content that I will view. I enjoy everything from um, you know fact-based documentaries and exposés to um, totally um, fantastical stories. So. Um, and they can be live action or animated. So it really depends, I guess, on the mood. Um, in terms of something to suggest, um, there's so much amazing content being generated out there, but uh, not too long ago, something dropped um, on, I believe it was Netflix called My Octopus Teacher. And that was extremely touching and revealing. And it's uh, basically about how um, one marine sort of biologist, or at least marine enthusiast, became um, friends with an octopus. Yeah, I saw the same, uh, I saw the start of it. Did he like find out how it was like? extremely intelligent like how we have discovered that octopuses are or? yeah yeah exactly um it was really moving because he basically came into the the acquaintance of this particular octopus who happened to be very inquisitive and seemed to indicate an interest in relating or at least interacting with this uh, human being, this male human being, uh, adult, and um, he was able to document all those interactions in her natural habitat, because I guess it was a female octopus, um, from then on to when she died. So it was, it was a pretty amazing adventure. Was it like a lot, would, would he like check in with her every day or? Yeah, I'm trying to recall, it was a, a little bit ago that I watched this, so the frequency was high. Not, I think that he tried to make it almost daily, if not daily, and um, had this amazing equipment that could visually um, capture all this amazing imagery, uh, which was, I believe, uh, in a coral reef off of Australia, I want to say. So a really amazing... Uh, topo underwater to topography, mm -hmm. if that's the right use of that term. 
That's, uh, that's very impressive. So the octopus teacher you said? Or? Yes, my octopus teacher, I believe. All right, so uh, hinging on that point of travel <clears throat> you said a bit ago, I know traveling is a lot more difficult now, but before the pandemic, <clears throat> we used to travel a lot. Uh, what would you say is your like favorite place to travel or like favorite region? Uh, great question, um, because uh, as you know, being having been my travel companion uh, amongst our other family members, uh, we've visited, we had the benefit of visiting abroad pretty extensively prior to the pandemic and um, beginning since uh, you were aged six. So yeah, many good years prior to the lockdown. Um, of all those places uh, which have spanned um, over like across the entire Western European kind of continent um, and uh, Asia, um, uh, what would be a standout? And, and of course here in Central America and whatnot, um, hmm. it's difficult because for one, uh, my historical education was so steeped deeply in Western culture. Western Europe, I'd say like um, Italy and France have always resonated so strongly with me. Uh, so when we were able to actually visit, that had a lot of great meaning um, historically and um, like artistically and architecturally and all that. But of course, heritage wise, being of Chinese descent, um, when we visited China, that definitely also strongly um, touched me. So I'd have to be vague about it, I guess, in a way, um, kind of hedge my answer there. But it's the real reality of it. Uh, where Where is your favorite foreign food? You can't say Chinese because that's cheating. Because you live here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I would. It's a real toss-up between. Um, Spain and Italy, uh, and every place we visited, I, you probably recall this, I always partake of the, the native cuisine with gusto and enjoy every different flavor um, that there is. But uh, to my palate, probably Italian, by, followed by a close second, second um, Spanish food. But, do you have a uh, favorite Italian food that you'd like to recommend to the audience? Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, let's see. Um, some of the, uh, well, that's such a toughie. Some of the pastas are amazing. Um, some of the dishes that we tried in northern Italy that um, are, you know, like more seafood based. Um, yeah, it's, this is difficult, um, and of course you can't forget pizza, so, gosh, uh, a big standout for Italy, yeah, probably pasta, it's gonna be a good one, uh, the so pasta. Like pasta. I'm more of a fan of spaghetti though, but that's not as big as pasta there, well, I think. Well, I guess... Well, it's kind uh, of it's pasta. A, right, right. It's a variation, it's but a, I think shape, pasta, yeah. like itself, is more popular than spaghetti in Italy. Like it's more traditional. Right. If you're meaning all the different other shapes of uh, what we usually say, oh, just pasta is the general term. Spaghetti is a type of 
shape of pasta, probably, I don't know what, which shape I would love. Um, uh, tagliatelle, I like that. The which one is that? Thicker, thicker sheets, if you will. Oh. Like, I, I shouldn't say thick, but they're thin sheets and wide. That's what I should describe. Uh, fun fact, spaghetti yeah. was actually in, invented, or say discovered, by a um, Chinese man, not an Italian man. I heard that too, yeah, and uh, is it that they, it was brought back by, uh, do you remember which supposed uh, famous Italian brought it back? I'm not sure, I do not know many famous Italians. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the, the urban legend is uh, Marco Polo. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, okay, uh, <clears throat> when you were younger, uh, well, sorry, I forgot to say first that you did grow up in Detroit. It's uh, true, the Motor City. Uh, when you were younger, what were your favorite pastimes there? Uh, up in Detroit. Right, well, so I guess most accurately uh, to characterize where I grew up would be the suburb, a suburb of uh, metropolitan Detroit, which um, is where most of the population is. Um, the downtown area of Detroit itself the, had has um, had a storied past, and therefore um, a lot of population started to develop in the suburban areas. Um, and uh, we lived about 45 minutes outside of downtown, um, and in a little place called Birmingham slash Bloomfield Hills. Uh, it's probably, I want to say, very similar to um, portions of it, similar to like Northwest uh, 23rd area in that the downtown Birmingham section had little shops and was very walkable. Um, where we lived was more residential and uh, it's a nice place to grow up just uh, in terms of other activities that we would do. Uh, they tended to center around lake life because there were a lot of s small inland lakes and certainly the big Great Lakes around the perimeter of uh, Lower Michigan that looks like a mitten. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite, like swimming around or like rope swinging or...? Um, so just to swim around, we had a neighborhood lake in our um, subdivision if you want to call it that um, so it this little this little lake was really easy for me and my friends to reach we'd walk there by ourselves and during the warm weather months we'd be able to swim there when it was winter time the lake would ice over and we'd ice skate so it was really neat go fishing there as well oh that's nice um so did you have any like sports that you played as a child or um um so uh a little bit different from you um i didn't do as um competitive sports and team sports the way uh you prefer um i kind of probably i guess i would say more like horseback riding i did some of that uh, which is something called dressage, uh, English saddle, and um, 
skiing. I started skiing some too, and then the ice skating, like we spoke of. Skiing is uh. Did you first learn to ski? How uh, how young did you first learn how to well, ski? Well, um, I think I may have and sledding was fun too, um, but that's not quite a sport sport. Um, uh, I started learning relatively late, um, closer to young twenties. So I guess that I should uh, amend that. Um, that response and say that I learned that as a younger person but uh, as a kid probably more like um, riding riding bikes I like to ride a bike and um, I did some jogging like running so riding too. a bike is yeah. definitely fun uh, would you yeah. just ride your bike around the neighborhood or would you ride into town yeah so I had a, um, a street bike um, and uh, I would ride that all over the neighborhood that was my mode of transportation. Um, what, that's how I got from my place to wherever I needed to go. So, yeah, definitely riding that bike around. It was a lot of fun. Did you bike to school? Uh, let's see. No, actually, it was a little too far away for that, um, for high school at least. Uh, for elementary and middle school, um, middle school I walked there. I was close enough to oh. walk. And let's see, elementary school. The first elementary school I attended to, I, t I attended. I walked because we were very close. The second one, uh, due to a move um, to a new neighborhood, that one I took the bus. All right. Uh, when did you move, and where was it from, and to? Um, so uh, we moved. Uh, from one neighborhood called Southfield over to the ultimate neighborhood um, of my most of my childhood, which was the Birmingham Bloomfield um, area that That's I spoke nice. of. Yeah. Um, so last question: Did you have a um, a favorite sport to watch as a kid? Uh, basketball. I would watch that, um, uh, and uh, mostly college basketball with my dad, your grandfather, yeah. Albert, um, and uh, he, he and I would shoot some baskets too, just for fun. Um, we had a basketball hoop outside the house in the driveway, so that was fun. Um, and then uh, in Michigan, college sports like for, for uh, football was also big. So yeah, the Wolverines was who I ultimately will always um, root for because my alma mater, um, your grandpa, went, attended Ohio State University, so he's the Fighting Buckeyes. Would you uh, go to the, um, well, I guess not the final question, but would you go to the, uh, the, book, the, um, the Ohio, I'm sorry, the college basketball games? Uh, let's see, I think I might have attended one. The football games I attended uh, several. So, yeah. That was cool. That's nice. Uh, do you have a favorite basketball player of all time? Um, that is an interesting question. Um, I guess maybe no. I'm probably not as... Um, learned as you are about um, player demographics and whatnot. I mean, I know who I had temporarily rooted for, just whoever was on the team, um, but at the time you know, when I was most ardently following Michigan sports, 
But um, yeah, I mean, who may I ask who you might well, consider? That, that depends. Is it uh, college basketball, NBA basketball? Uh, one for each. <laughs> All right. Um, college basketball. I haven't been following college basketball all too much lately, but there is a um, standout athlete that attends the, uh, well, oh wait, okay, so favorite college player of all time or current college player? Because I can't, I can't make a decision. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that maybe I should ask you this later because I'm sounding more like the interviewer than the interviewee. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a quick answer. Uh, NBA player, I like Keldon Johnson. Favorite college player of all time. In my opinion, um, most entertaining to watch, Peyton Pritchard of uh, the, Un the University of Oregon. Thank you for sharing that. He doesn't go there anymore. Um, he's actually on the Boston Celtics right now, but that's a conversation for later. <laughs> Great. I look forward to that. All right. Um, I think that's uh, all we have time for. Well, that's great. Thank you for, uh, for uh, answering some questions and sitting down. I appreciate being asked. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I just want to give a quick thanks to my mom for uh, sitting down with me, answering a few questions about her uh, favorite pastimes. Yeah.